Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The wings are extra spicy this week. It's getting hotter. It's increasing. This is Danny and Dusty on Wildcard Week. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080. My body's like, this is poison. The fan. I think my leg just cramped. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty, Nortner and Dusty edition as uh, Danny recovers from the flu, not jail. Probably. People getting excited. Maybe. Um, if you missed any of the show so far, Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com, or right there in the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Um, all right. <clears throat> Hour number three, we'll, we'll talk more about the college football playoff national championship. Michigan knocking off the Washington Huskies. Uh, where does Washington go from here, and what does it look like moving forward? Uh, plus a, a little bit of leftovers from that national title game. But before we do that, we got to get to three up, three down. Wrapping up week 18 in the NFL. Let's get it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right, uh, my first up of the week. It, it has got to be the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud. The Texans wrapping up the season, a 10-win season for the Houston Texans, 10-7. and They win the AFC South. They set up a meeting with their former quarterback's team, not their former quarterback, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, as they'll take on Joe Flacco. But this Texans team came out of the gate. They uh, came out of the gate this season. No expectations. 0-2 start. They found their rhythm. They rattle off. 10-5 the rest of the way after that 0-2 start. Back their way into the playoffs. And I think we forget just how bad they were last year. 3-13-1 last year. They knock it out of the park with their two first-round picks. And C.J. Stroud, they trade up and they get Will Anderson. And all of a sudden, both of those guys are in line for potentially being the rookie of the year. And they have a rookie head coach in D'Amico Ryans, who was the captain of the team just a handful of years ago. It truly is impressive, the turnaround that D'Amico Ryans has led. And you saw just how much it meant on Saturday after that win in Indianapolis, uh, punching their ticket. That is phenomenal turnaround. That's my first up of the week. 
My first step of the week is going to go to Buffalo. They survived a bad Josh Allen game. There were multiple points this year where they were they weren't in the playoffs. When you looked at the in the hunt graphic, they were barely on the in the hunt graphic. When they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles went to ten and one, and I believe that they were six and six at that time in Buffalo, maybe five and six. They finished with the same record as those Philadelphia Eagles. They were able to get the second spot in the AFC. Every team except for Baltimore is going to have to go to Buffalo. They're going to get two home games. That is huge for them. My first up is to Buffalo. Number two, I'm going Baker Baker, touchdown maker. You don't have to like him. You don't have to love him, but Baker Mayfield has put together a, a very impressive season by any measure. There are only two quarterbacks in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history that have thrown for over 4,000 yards, had more than 25 touchdown passes, and 10 or fewer interceptions. Baker Mayfield and Thomas Edward Brady. Wow. Now, the list of quarterbacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has not been great, but 4,044 yards, 28 touchdowns for Baker. He has actually put together a fantastic year that nobody is really talking about Mm. in the reverence that it should be. Baker is, is... Put together a phenomenal year, led his team to the playoffs in a crappy division, but nonetheless bought himself another year as a starting quarterback for Tampa or somewhere else in the league. There you go. Big day for Baker. My second. I I just kind of like, I like, uh, I actually like, I like Baker Mayfield. And I like that he's got a little attitude, like that he's got a little spunk to him. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. My second up, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They found a way to win. It's the Steelers. And get in. Mason Rudolph, uh, he's 3-0 in his last three starts. They made the switch. It seemed like they were dead in the water. Uh, They lost to the Patriots. Big loss. Now they're going into, you know, final three games. Difficult final three games against Cincinnati, Seattle, and Baltimore. They came in. They handled business. They were able to keep Tomlin's streak alive. He's never had a losing season. And they were able to back their way into the playoffs. Do I think that they will beat Buffalo? No. Yeah. But would it shock you? Would it really, really shock you if these stupid Mason Rudolph-led Steelers found a way to win that game in Buffalo, the way Buffalo season's gone, the way Pittsburgh season's gone? No, it wouldn't. I don't think they'll do it, but you never know. Good for the Steelers. Find a way to get into the playoffs. All right. Uh, my third and final up is has got to be Jordan Love, man, mm-hmm. he has put together one hell of a, a, a season leading the Green Bay Packers into the playoffs. No, they did not win the NFC North, but Jordan Love in week 18 especially, uh, he completed a career high thir- uh, plus thir- he was a career high plus 13.2 percent of his passes over expected in their victory over the Chicago Bears. Uh, all seven of his play action passes for 116 yards. He threw for a league high. He almost threw for a thousand yards off play action alone. They are playing within Jordan Love, mm-hmm. and I think that is huge when you look at them moving forward. And kind of, he is not trying to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not trying to be somebody that he's not right. anymore. He is turned into a quarterback system, or be damned. 
they're developing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's not just because of quarterback play. It's because of what Matt LaFleur and Green Bay have. But Jordan Love has stepped up, and that's a playoff team, man. And, hey, that franchise, for it everything that they've done, right, mm-hmm. pissing off Aaron Rodgers during that COVID draft where Roger Goodell, they trade up and they get Jordan Love, worth it because now it looks like they have their quarterback of the future. It looks like they've hit lightning a second time with what they've done. Go out and get the replacement before he already leaves. Yep. Fantastic. Now My- they got the Cowboys in the playoffs, which giddy up. Would it shock you if they beat them No. Too? It really wouldn't. The NFL is so weird this year. My last up, I'm sticking in the AFC North. It's got to be the great Stephanie Niles, Jake Browning's girlfriend. Look. Yes. Kudos to the great Stephanie I'm Niles. You knew that this was your last chance. Your boyfriend is never going to be a starter again, or if he is, it's going to be in a fill-in role. You are not going to have an opportunity to be in the starting quarterback's box ever again, and you go out and you pull the white tracksuit out and let everybody know. That wasn't a tracksuit. That was a speed suit. Like, that was like she was She looked like Apollo Ono. Oh, my gosh. That's what she she was wearing. She was wearing an Apollo Ono jersey to a Cincinnati Bengals game. It's a goddamn mistake. Kudos to her. You know it's your last time where you have any chance of being in the in the star light, mm-hmm. in the in, in everybody's the eye. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I got there eventually. Go Tigers! Good for the great Stephanie Niles. She's getting my last up. Oh my gosh. Well, I can see why. <laughs> uh, my my first down was the Motor City Kitties heading to the vet. They get to host a playoff game. They're bringing Matthew Stafford back. They've banned Matthew Stafford jerseys from being worn in the stadium. But Sam Laporta goes down with his injury. And I know Dan Campbell said it's not as bad as as we thought it was or as bad as it looked. It's still, if you're without Sam Laporta, that takes away Jared Goff's safety valve. That's Mm -hmm. his woogie. That's his comfort blanket. And he's been so good, not just in the passing game, but in the run game as well for the Detroit Lions. I just hate for that to be how they enter the playoffs. Right. My first down, Philadelphia. Has there been a worse slide? Yes, I know that Jacksonville slid. I know that Miami slid. But no team went from number one in the entire NFL, the returning NFC champions, your eyes are square on a Super Bowl to now they're talking about firing your head coach after Yikes. the year after he took you to a Super Bowl, a year where at one point you were 10 and one and you lose to the New York Giants. Absolutely horrific. The skid that Philadelphia is on. I don't even know if they'll win a playoff game. My second down is piggybacking off of that. No cap. The Eagles are really bad, and it's actually the fifth worst point differential by a team with 11 or more wins in NFL history. Since week 13 of the regular season, they have trailed in more game time than weeks 1 through 12 combined. It has been. It hasn't just been a fluke. They've just been getting their teeth kicked in this back half of the season, and it, you can't look any worse than what the Eagles have looked these final five weeks of the regular season. That's my second down. My second down. I am going to Arthur Smith. Not only did you lose, not only did Jamin, yeah. Jameis Winston 
run a fake knee to score a touchdown, and then you cried <laughs> like a little bitch on TV. If you don't like them scoring, stop them. Then you lost your job, and you lost your job at 12.01, which tells me uh, everybody knew you were getting fired. Yeah. They just had to wait until they could legally fire you on Black Monday down to Arthur Smith. The way you coach that team, I don't even know if they'll give you another opportunity. You're going to have to go through a lot of rehab at, as an OC to get an opportunity back as a head guy down. My final down is uh, look no further than this coaching carousel that we have going on right now. The fact that the Tennessee Titans fired Mike Rabel today mm-hmm. because they didn't want to drag out a potential trade for him is idiocy. It's mm-hmm. a lunacy. Perfect. It's stupidity. And you do not have a better option available than Mike Grable right now right. because we went through this. It is not better than the Chargers job. It is not better than the Falcons job. Mm-hmm. It is debatable whether it is better than the Washington Commanders job right, right. now. You, it's better than the Carolina Panthers just based on David Tepper being a meddling owner. That's the only reason it's better, too. It, it, but you can even look at it and make an argument that it's not a better job than what the, the Las Vegas Raiders are going into because of the fact that the three other teams in that division are on the upswing and you are on the downswing. Meanwhile, the Raiders, they know their lot in life. They know their lot in life. They're behind the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Kansas City Chiefs have shown their warts. The Chargers have not been able to get up off the mat, and they'll probably make a stupid hire, but it's still a, a <laughs> roster that's stacked. The Tennessee Titans, what are you thinking? That's my down number three. They basically uh, uh, took the direction of, I guess I'll just go ahead and watch this terrible show because the remote is over there and I don't feel like getting up. Go ahead. Which, which is kind of relatable. That I'm, is relatable. It's super We've dumb. We've all been there. It's relatable. We live in that world. That's how I got but, into Impractical Jokers. But, like, I don't, but I don't run an NFL franchise. Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's that, kind of the sticking point. Yeah. That is fair. That is true. <laughs> Unfortunately, don't Russ. Like facts get in the way. You are linked to my third down because I'm going to talk about your Jacksonville Jaguars. Ugh. I know that injury issues nah, reared brutal, dude. their ugly head, but to fall and to skid in the last game of the season, you still had a chance. The only thing going for that Tennessee team was one, Mike Vrabel was their coach, but also Derrick Henry, if he could kind of maybe turn back the clock one last time, that's the only way they have a chance to beat you, and you let him turn back the clock one last time for 153, and you are unable to get the job done and win and get into the playoffs after such a promising start to your year. Not only did you not win your division, when you were a sleeper at the beginning of the year, for a lot of people, when they were trying to look smart and pick someone to win a championship not named the Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles to fall and skid until you are not in the playoffs anymore, not even as a wild card. You get my last down of the year. Carnage in the streets. What are we talking about? I, just, I wonder how hurt Trevor Lawrence was, though, too, those yeah. last, that last handful of oh, games. And yeah. that's why they got the last down, because there are true yeah. injury issues. An AC joint separation is mm-hmm. not an easy thing to come back from. Uh, not when you're a quarterback, when you got to throw the football. Because right. he tried underhand. <gasps> Ooh. It works well for softball players. People are wondering. Call Jenny Finch. People are wondering. Take the league by storm. <laughs> I feel like uh, throwing out of the pocket may be a little tough. Underhand. Throwing over the lineman may be a little tough. A lot of rollouts. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go back. College football. 
The national championship last night saw the Michigan Wolverines crowned champions of the FBS. Now, uh, hate watching was at a premium last night. Did Michael Penix lose his draft stock? Huh? Next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a wild card week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Penix looks the other direction down a scene. It's intercepted by Sabristil. Mikey Sabristil has a couple of blockers. A convoy. Michigan. Set up inside the turn, Mikey Sanderson. The second of two interceptions for Michael Penix Jr. in the national championship game as uh, Sanderson sealed the deal for the Michigan Wolverines on that interception return uh, to seal the 34-13 victory for Michigan over the Washington Huskies in the college football playoff championship game. And, you know, I I found it very interesting that a a lot of people were knocking Michael Penix Jr. during that game and after that game as his NFL prospects dwindled in some people's minds because of that performance alone. It was not Michael Penix's best game. No. It was probably his worst game of the year for being, well, no, that Oregon State game was The Arizona State game. The Arizona State game was bad. He didn't play particularly well in the Washington State game. But in all of those other games, he made the throws when they needed him the most. Right. And he got beat up in that game. And if you are talking, and this is something that I talked about at the beginning of the week, and uh, well, last week rather, Penix in his NFL draft stock, I found it very fascinating that he was behind J.J. McCarthy in some people's draft boards. In a lot of really smart, trusted, respected people's draft boards, 
And it wasn't just like an age thing. It mm -hmm. was, there's a belief. Or a durability thing. There's a belief on the East Coast that J.J. McCarthy is asked to only do what the system asked him to do at Michigan. And that if you had seen him at another school, he would have flourished much more than what he did at Michigan. And I don't think that J.J. McCarthy, like the system that he played in, is an indictment on him and that he won't have a stable NFL career because he played in an NFL-style system where he was asked to make reads like some NFL quarterbacks do. Some NFL quarterbacks do. In a limited sense. But at the same time, like Penix, I, I can see that if you're Knox on Michael Penix Jr., that he is throwing to the best receiving core in the country. Right. I I get that because we have seen that. And we have seen in the evaluation process guys get burnt based off of, you know, throwing to open receivers. Penix has shown us that he can make big-time throws. He can make every throw that's out there. The other big knock... With pinpoint accuracy. But I think what, what last night, what highlighted last night, though, is... That was the first time he got touched up for right. 60 minutes. Right. And he did not respond well to that. And if that in the NFL, that will happen to you. That will happen to you every damn week. Mm -hmm. And you saw the throws that he was making, and he was making great throws with pressure throughout the course of the year. And I'm not, I don't want that my comment to get misconstrued with that. He did make throws under pressure with pinpoint accuracy over the course of the season. But last night, you saw the mental clock was ticking. The mm. mental clock was ticking faster. And he was not responding well to that in mm. delivering throws that you must make in the National Football League. Right. And he was unable to do it last night. If that is going to be the knock, then sure. But then there is this growth and de development as you, as you grow in the National Football League to say, hey, who's to say that Michael Penix isn't going to make the throws he was making earlier in the year? Mm any other week as he grows in his future team. Last night was a perfect storm for him. It didn't go well for him, even though he did make some really good throws. And I think the Dunze one with that miscommunication, it wasn't a terrible throw. He missed his guy who was wide open. His receiver should have taken it outside a little bit more. And Dunze admitted as much after the game. Right. Well, also if Dunze doesn't trip on that play, it doesn't even matter. We don't even talk about it. We just, oh, wow, that was a little more back shoulder than anything. I think what you see with Michael Penix is a true issue that we have right now in how we judge quarterbacks, how we judge teams. It's such a recency bias issue. Look at his two playoff games. After the Texas game, people were saying that he should have won the Heisman. He was that good. He was. He was so good in a Sugar Bowl against Texas that they should have ripped the Heisman Trophy out of Jaden Daniels' hands and given it to Michael Penix. That's what real analysts were saying. And now after this Michigan game, where he looked human for the first time... He did not look good last night. ...all year in a big game, right? This was yeah. the first time in a big game all year that we saw him miss guys. And it was largely because of pressure that was put on him that he hadn't faced all year because his offensive line was getting beat consistently for mm. the first time all year long. Up and, the middle and on the edge. And now everyone's saying that Michael Penix, well, his, his draft stock has dropped. I think that what draft, end of April, beginning of May, when we get to that point, Michael Penix is going to be right where he should have been all along. He is a quarterback that when he is able to stand in the pocket and he can deliver, and he can deliver on time, he can make every throw. 
and he knows how to move the safeties with his eyes. He knows how to be a leader. He knows when to call his own number, and he knows when to call the number for another player because that's what the defense is giving him. But he is going to run into durability issues. He got touched up in two games this year. He got touched up in the second half of that first Oregon game against UW, and he got touched up against Michigan. And in both of those games, what did you see him doing when he was leaving the field? He was grabbing his midsection Mm -hmm. because he got hurt. He's already got two shoulder injuries and two big-time knee injuries. Those are going to be the reasons that he drops. He's not going to drop because he struggled against Michigan. He's going to drop because teams are worried, can he take a hit? In last night, he did not respond well no. to those hits. And that was, it, it was the key factor in the game for me was the D tackles against the interior offensive line for Mich- Washington. And those guys dominated, and oh, Penix man. looked uncomfortable. They yeah. looked uncomfortable. He looked scared. And I, th- I do believe that if you are any of these West Coast teams that are entering the Big Ten, I think the one thing that you're looking at is all right, the top of the Big Ten is made up front and in the trenches, even Iowa, even which even cannot Iowa. play offense, but that needs to be bolstered in a big way at UW. UW is going to be losing a lot from mm-hmm. this roster. They feel confident in what they're returning, but I think if you look at what Oregon is has been growing, what they're trying to kind of continue to bolster through the portal at this point. Mm-hmm. Everything has been focused on the interior of the defensive line. And that is where that game was won last night and where it was lost for UW. And that is what the challenge is going to be for USC, which has no depth there. UCLA, which has no No depth depth. there moving Mm -hmm. forward. And then what Washington has has to continue to bolster. Because if you look at it, Washington has a lot that they need to replace. We could take a, a quick look at that and... How special it was to see both Washington and Michigan next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. 228 days till college football season. Got to prepare. I got to go find a pitching machine. How about uh, how about Harbaugh yesterday saying, "Ah, well, usually we start spring ball and Valentine's Day in February. We're gonna have to bump that back a month." He is a football psycho. Who starts it at Valentine's Day? Uh, I guess there's, sema- there's semesters. There's semesters. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, we were quarters. We started in April. Well, yeah, most most schools will bump it back a little bit longer to, I don't know, get healthy and take a break, but mm, Jim Harbaugh's a little bit different. Valentine's, he wants to get that thing done. Valentine's Day Massacre is like the best thing that we did at Central. I loved it. Your psycho workouts on Valentine's Day? Yeah, they'd call yeah. in uh, the National Guard. Well, Harbaugh loves football. Uh, Russ, do we still have the McElroy audio? 
um, in, in the system Let somewhere. Let me take a look for it here. Yeah, I, it's not on the board. I, I think that we need to play this because of Greg McElroy, ESPN. He, he on his podcast. Former of Alabama. Former Alabama quarterback, yeah. People forget. He he went on his podcast and he told a story of running into Jim Harbaugh. And this man is, like, Jim Harbaugh, I believe this. I think he will go to the NFL. And mm -hmm. if you're wondering, the next Chargers head coach, he has two to three odds, which means he's minus 150 to be the next <laughs> head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Makes sense. Okay. He has six to one odds to be the commander's next head coach, which is the third best odds. Um, and mm, I think those are the two jobs that, He's on the board. Oh, no. Titans head coach, he's 7-1 to one odds. Okay? There is a belief in NFL circles that he will be going to the NFL. And I I said this a few weeks ago, and it's something that, a theory that I flippantly threw out, but I, I believe it, in that I think that Harbaugh wanted to tackle the mountain of becoming a national championship coach in college. Mm -hmm. He will go to the NFL, and he will become the head coach in the NFL. He wants to win a Super Bowl, which he was damn close to doing with, well, as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, he will retire, and he will go to high school football, and he will coach high school football till he literally dies on the sidelines, winning state championships at the high school level. And he will go down as the greatest football coach ever by winning a Super Bowl, a college football national championship, and multiple high school championships. This is who he is. And this was solidified even more when Greg McElroy shared this story. A personal anecdote with Jim Harbaugh. I remember seeing him at the Big Ten Media Days. It's probably 2015 or 16. And Jim Harbaugh approached me and said, "Oh, so Greg, you're done playing, huh? You're not you're not playing anymore." I said, "No, Coach. I'm you know I decided to kind of move into this world, and you know I've enjoyed it a lot. I love college football. It's it's great to be back and working in the world that I'm working in. And, and it's not quite as hands on as coaching. I have a little bit more flexibility and things like that. Basically, looked at me and as dry and as direct as you can possibly." Be and he said, "Oh, you don't love football." I'm like, "No, I, I love football. I, I love it. I mean, football is amazing, Coach. I work in football. Like, I, I, I'm a broadcaster, but I, I work in football." And he said, "Well, no, 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 no. You love football if you play football, and when you're done playing and you can no longer play, then you coach. And if you don't coach, then you die." I'm like, well, <laughs> you know? So that he is all ball. He is all about ball. You play as long as you can, you coach as long as you can, then you die. That's Jim Harbaugh, the Bear Bryant method. That will be Jim Harbaugh. He will die on the sideline. He wants to die on the sideline. His yeah. perfect version of death oh, yeah. is winning the Super Bowl, keeling over, and dying of a heart attack because yeah. he's so excited that they won. I think he wants the he wants the Infinity Stones, which is rings at every level. I think Harbaugh's going to do it too. I think he's going to do it. Uh, so there there is a lot of smoke now, and he. I like the the fact the way he handled it last night because he was in the media. There are people who somebody had to ask the question, you know, whatever. But I love the way he handled it. Where like, can I at least just have tonight? Yeah. Can I can I just can I at least have tonight and I can celebrate this? And then I know those questions are going to be asked, but he he climbed the mountain at Michigan. Like, well, what more? did he need to do after the position that Michigan was in? And just think about where Michigan football was. If you take the cheating scandal out of this year, think about how great that story is. I think the the story is for them, the people, Michigan people, it it will it 
it is untarnished a still. former player mm-hmm. comes back to his alma mater yep. after they've just been bludgeoned by their most hated rival that has risen to a level of football supremacy where you're talking about them, where it's Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson as the best for the last 15 years Mm -hmm. in college football. And he builds it with a bunch of underappreciated guys, a bunch of three-star kids, a couple four-star kids. He builds it, and after taking his lumps against Ohio State year after year after year after year, finally getting his right guys to beat them, and then he lose in the, loses in the playoffs. And then he finally comes back the next year. And then, he, again, mm-hmm. he loses in the playoffs. But this time they were favored. But then he comes back and just constantly getting beaten down and beaten down and beaten down. I think as if you're a Michigan fan, this is the greatest story that they ever could have. Well, yeah. You go through the Rich Rod years where you bring in a new style, a non-Michigan man. You you bring him in to, the, to run the program. Then you go and you get Brady Hoke and you go through Brady Hoke falling asleep. And they go five and seven, but then he comes back. But I think we all forget like how close Harbaugh was to getting fired. They wanted to run him out of town in 2020. If they would have lost in 2021 to Ohio State, he probably gets canned. Well, if they would have lost, if if that game, because remember, they were supposed to play the big game against uh, Ohio State, and they got canceled due to COVID. Yeah, and if it doesn't, he might be fired. If they lose that game, they were two and four during the COVID year. They lost to Michael Penix at Indiana. If they lose that game then he probably gets fired after 2020 because they would have gotten embarrassed by Ohio State. But that game got canceled, and then they never looked back after the 2020 season. They went 12-2, and 13-1, 15-0. I mean, that is an incredible run by any measure in college football. That's 40-3. That's 40 in three in three seasons of football. That's incredible. JJ McCarthy went 27 and one as their starting quarterback. Nuts. And it's just like, this is why nobody wants patience. Nobody has patience, but patience matters, right? And like maybe Ohio State learns this lesson with Ryan Day. Maybe you are a little bit more patient with him. Nobody wants to have that patience, but there have been some pretty big warts that Ohio State has, has proven to show over the last year or two. But they had that little bit of patience with Jim Harbaugh, and it paid off with the national title last night against Washington. It's a pretty incredible story and an incredible run, but he's climbed that mountain. What else does he have to prove there? Hand, hand it off to uh, Jesse Minner, their defensive coordinator. Or Moore, the O-line or, coach. Yeah, uh, Sharon Moore, mm-hmm. the, the offensive line or uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, why why not? Like, if he feels that he has a guy or two there, hand that program off, go to the NFL, and leave Michigan better than what you found it, right. and you can always go back being the hero, you know, the, hero the hero son uh, of Michigan football. Well, I think this is the smart thing that I've learned. Always go out on top. If you go out on top, if you go out like Jordan and you go out on top, they won't remember all the failures. They Mm -hmm. will remember you at the peak, at the pinnacle. Yep. The smartest thing that you can do is go out on top. And if I'm Jim Harbaugh, go out on top and then pick your poison between if you want to go to Atlanta, Washington, or L.A. You can go be a Chargers coach. You pick which spot you like the most where you get the most – control of that franchise if uh and go win 
It, it sounds like Matt Eberflus is safe in Chicago, and they they're gonna fire just everybody else. But, sorry, Matt Eberflus. No, sorry, Dweeberflus. Thank you. Um, if like, but he has this pick now where franchises that he played for. He played for Chicago. He played for Indianapolis. He played for the Chargers. Oh, he could do it again. He could go to L.A. and he could he could go back to a place that he played and win a championship again. That'd be that'd be absolutely bananas. Five zero three eight six four six three two six. Got it better than him. Nobody. That is Vancouver Ford text line. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. You know, one thing that uh, this college football playoff national championship uh, may have given us that I think the portal has been great. I think NIL has been really good for college football. I know that some people disagree, but what I, what I find very fascinating about this is that NIL was made it possible for these teams to hold on to some of their guys and hold on to their roster. So guys didn't go to the NFL right? and they stuck around in the COVID year that a lot of these guys got, some guys came back. You know, mm-hmm. you had, uh, you know, Mike Barrett, the linebacker for Michigan, was a sixth-year guy coming back. Mm-hmm. You had several guys, and, like, Washington's plan in NIL was to keep the roster that they had already intact instead of paying high school kids, right? It was really good, and I think that there is a blueprint to success in that, where if you can hold on to those guys and say, hey, we'll, we'll get you a little bit of cash to stick around and maybe don't take that flyer on you, you can have these special runs where your roster isn't pillaged by guys leaving early for the draft and chasing money that may not be there. Right, but you're also not going to get the Caleb Williams of the world. You're not going to hold on to the Marvin Harrison Juniors of the world. This works for a guy like Blake Corum. Mm -hmm. This works for a guy like uh, Roman Wilson, where you can throw some more money at him Mm -hmm. because they know that they are a day three NFL draft pick. And that's not a knock on Corum. That's not a knock on Wilson. They may still end up being great NFL players. Sure. But they're not guys who are going to get five-year deals, right, in their rookie contract. They're not going to get the big four-year deal. They're not going to get the big signing bonus. So this does work, but I think it works with the non-stars. Like, there's obviously stars of college football, but they're non-NFL rookie stars right off the get. Absolutely. You have to understand who you're doing it with. It was a cool, it was cool to see though. And, you know, this wasn't, it's a lot of it has been made of this that, you know, these rosters being littered by five star guys in the past and only two five stars for Michigan. Let's not get it twisted though. There was still a really talented roster. Yeah. You can't, you. How many five stars are there every year? Like 10 to 20? No, I, I saw it. There's like, yeah, their two five stars that they had were uh, JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty good. good. Uh, Pretty they only good started one three star guy, and he was on the offensive line, and he was uh, first team All Big Ten. Like, no, they were still all very highly touted guys coming out of high school. They were just not in that top five profile mm-hmm. of recruiters. You still need a lot of talent. To win and win at the highest levels. All right, uh, something to keep an eye on 
apparently Joe Shad now covers the Dolphins, former college football reporter. He's reporting uh, Tyreek Hill dealing with ankle and quad issues with the Dolphins as they get ready for a game that uh, we could see dip below zero Ooh. in Kansas City. So the Dolphins going from Miami, are they going to cool runnings of this thing and like practice in a freezer? How do you get ready for this in Miami? You don't. Uh, you, don't. you buy a lot of Vaseline. Mm-hmm. And you just have to remind yourself that you're tougher than Mother Nature and that weather isn't real. Yeah. Uh, I loved Ezekiel Elliott. He said, as a kid, I always wanted to play in a snow game, but the Jets and the Patriots played in snow this past week. He goes, nah, that sucked. It's fun to do once. Play in a snow game one time. It's bitterly cold. Do it one time. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. The rest of the times you do it, it sucks. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. All right, uh, Will, thank you for hanging out with us over the last couple of days. Hopefully Danny's back. If not, uh, you can come back tomorrow. Cool. Thanks for having me. Uh, Up next, you got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Suk. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you Wednesday from noon to 3 right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.